Hello, and welcome to IAOP's podcast series, Pulsecast, where we explore topics big and small in a world of collaborative partnerships. Thank you for joining us, and now the host of Pulsecast. Hi, I'm Amanda Safdar, and welcome back to another episode of IAOP's Pulsecast. Today, we'll be listening to a conversation between Sandy Frinton, IOP's Pulse Magazine editor and workplace expert, Kate North from Colliers, as they discuss what we've learned from working from home while we're moving into the fifth month, what's emerging, and most importantly, what's possible. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Sandy Frinton, and I'm editor of Pulse Magazine, and I'm here today with Kate North. And we're going to be talking about um, the implications of uh, working at home during the COVID environment. And Kate is the Vice President Advisory for Colliers US. She also serves as the Global Chair of Workplace Evolutionaries, which is a global community of practice. And she was uh, a Red Winner, Red Ladder Woman in Outsourcing Award recipient um, presented at the last uh, 2019 Outsourcing World Summit produced by IOP. So we're delighted to chat with um, Kate today. We're going to talk about what's happened, what's emerging, and what's next um, in this new COVID environment. So um, thank you so much, Kate, for, for joining us today. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Sandy. It's a pleasure to be here and to be able to kind of share some of these ideas. Uh, we've all been living through a pretty tumultuous time and it's been interesting in preparing for this just to kind of step back and really understand what has happened. We have gone through so much through this outbreak and also the social unrest and the economic challenges. And so what I'd love to do is kind of share with you a couple ideas around each of those themes. So in terms of what's happened, um, yeah. I'm going to also weave into some of our data from a global survey that we launched in early March. And we've had over 5,000 respondents. So we've got some pretty good data that we're gonna be comparing. And I think probably the thing to keep in mind through this uh, podcast or video um, is really around the fact that it's evolving and emerging. Uh, so, you know, certainly this uh, pandemic, it has been a challenge for us all. Um, but as a workplace strategist, I can share that I have never um, been so immersed in my work. I've been studying the future of work for about 25 years, and this is clearly the most interesting time of my profession. You know, if you think about it, as a society and, you know, even each organization and us as individuals, we're all reframing how we live and how we work and how we are on this planet. So it's uh, completely, you know, this COVID situation has shifted us and I don't think we're going to be going back and it provides an incredible opportunity for us to, to think about how we want to mindfully evolve. And I mean, if you just think about it, Sandy, from your perspective, you know, how you're working in April versus, you know, how you're working today. Absolutely. So as we look over the past five months, some of the key things that have really shifted is that, that should just be paid attention to is that number one, we did it. I mean, this was the biggest global work from home experiment ever. And we all had to move really, really quickly. We couldn't debate it. We just had to act upon it. And we did it pretty darn well. Uh, for example, from our survey, it shows that 71% of this, these are US stats, um, of our respondents felt per, more productive and that they also felt 74% of them felt more connected to their colleagues. So even though working from home, yeah. still felt connected. 
and that 87% of them felt their managers knew how to manage them virtually. And this is a huge shift from where we've been before. I would say uh, prior, you know, five years ago, we probably would have said around 25%. Uh, so that's a big shift. And I think this is probably also why uh, people are feeling better and more settled working from home. The piece that was kind of interesting is that 68% felt their well-being had improved. And this could be through, you know, reduced commute times. It could be that they can eat their food, they could eat from their fridge. Maybe they can go for a walk during the middle of the day. They can balance better work-life balance. But I think that one's uh, pretty significant. And then 83% I want to do it more. Um, so what we're finding is that people, if they've never done it before, they want to at least work one day from home a week. Uh, but for those that have been doing it even for longer periods of time, uh, want to continue. And it seems like the more work from home they've done, the more they want to do it. I think there's an art and a skill to working from home and, and managing through mm -hmm. that process. But bottom line, I think it's here to stay, Sandy. Wow. The other thing, awesome. that, yeah, isn't that interesting? But while I say this about the work from home, the other piece that we have to keep in mind is our survey data also showed that they miss the office. So why they miss the office is just that ability to feel connected, to be in community, to collaborate, you know, all of those great things. Right. Yeah. And that's yeah. an important component. And whilst we're not able to do it like we did in the past, it's something that I know, especially post COVID, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, is gonna be something that we can really think through to make that experience really uh, profound. But you know, the thing that we have to, yeah, I think it, you know, there's some really good indicators here, but we have to also just consider that everybody's experience has been unique. We have, um, you know, some people that have got children at home, I'm sure their experience is probably quite different than those that uh, don't. Even those with roommates, you know, where they're trying to struggle for, you know, sharing of the space and some of those things, right. it's more of a challenge. So, you know, it, those that are managing also elder care and, you know, things along those lines, are also needing to be, you know, more aware and empathetic. I think all that's the key thing for me is compassion and empathy because we're all having to do things we never would have imagined. So now's the time for that. That's great. And did you, have, did you find that um, the older people and the younger people, have, what are the demographic responses? Do people feel the same? I mean, if you're an older person, you might be more set in your ways. If you're a younger worker, maybe you just, this is just part oh, of Oh, yeah, we did. We yeah. scrubbed a lot yeah. of that demographic <laughs> details. And it was really interesting. You know, some of the things just kind of make sense. Like, for example, uh, the, the older you were in the study, uh, the more you had the ability to concentrate and kind of organize your day, which I think also comes from just work experience in general. Right. And yeah. that we found that those that were younger, 21 to 30, um, really did value being in the office more than the other generations. And I think part of that is, you know, from a career perspective, you know, they're in the, the process of learning and wanting to be mentored and, and really um, wanting to be engaged. And I think the work from home experience, especially if they were living by themselves or with a roommate, right, uh, right. wasn't quite the same. And right. so I think that, you know, we need to be cognizant of that. 
Um, overall, everybody's work-life balance had improved, but certainly those that are in childbearing years, et cetera, were, you know, uh, that generation is more focused on a number of things um, and it's a little bit more challenging for them. And I think the other piece kind of tied to that whole well-being is also around the concern, uh, some of the concerns that we're facing now around um, mental, uh, mental health, just making sure that people don't feel isolated. And we saw those 21, 30-year-olds had a little bit more of that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So what about the companies and the companies that are doing this well and the companies that can embrace this new norm? Are they going to be the companies that are going to emerge stronger? I mean, are there leaders out there that can turn this situation into something that gives them a competitive advantage for the future? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think what's happened is that um, as the return to work date has moved out further and further, um, that more companies are recognizing this anxiety and the ambiguity of their employees and just the stress and the psychological stress of, of it. And many organizations are trying to look for ways to number one, stabilize their employees so that they can focus on work and be productive and have good life well balance. And so we're yeah. seeing a number of organizations, you know, like Facebook where they said, okay, it's July, 2021. We've seen some of them extend uh, past that as well. So yeah. I think, um, the organizations are trying to provide that level of stability. And then if you take that context, you can right. say, okay, if people are going to be working from home for a longer period of time, let's ensure that they're working well. What can we do to help increase some of their productivity? So, you know, simple things uh, could be around really understanding that, you know, and providing more training, uh, you know, how to use the technology. For those people that have never managed a uh, distributed team before, you know, teaching them around how do you keep your team connected, et cetera. And um, an important component if you, as a distributed team that's going to be doing it permanently for a while, you know, is just to develop good team norms. How do we agree to behave? How are we going to share our work? And those, you know, tools like Teams and Zoom have saved us. I think that's why we're actually as, as strong as we are right now, because they've been foundational. That allows for people to, to see the work and keep people connected in regards to it. But those that I think are really going to emerge from this are taking some time and thinking through what might be possible. So they're collecting their data. They're under wanting to understand how people are working from home today. Yeah. They want to look for those areas to improve that experience, whether it's a stipend for furniture or you know, different types of processes, right. work yeah. processes and things like that. But they're also looking at and asking themselves the question that if people can work from home, what will be the purpose of place? and beginning to really reimagine how this hybrid model can start to emerge. And it's perfect timing right now as we're kind of in this gap phase of, of, of feeling like, well, we can't quite fully return to yeah. the work right now, take advantage of it. And you know, ask employees. I mean, I think right now employees want to feel heard we do a, a lot of work with clients and uh, focus groups and things like that. And I'm, I'm overwhelmed really by uh, how important it is for people to feel like their voice is heard through these times. And, um, right. you know, good, strong leaders are communicating from the top on a weekly basis. They're talking about their own experience. They're talking about what they're trying to do and, That's you know, true. just keep yeah. 
reassurance. Yeah. So those are some of the things that, um, you know, I think companies, smart companies are doing, they're improving the work from home. They're thinking about the future. And part of that, which is really interesting is that they're also saying, boy, if we're really looking to attract top talent, and perhaps they're headquartered in an area where there's higher cost of living yeah. and, and real estate, that perhaps they're looking at other models sure, that would yeah. offer people to, to join their organization regardless of where they lived. And that gives so much more right. flexibility right. to the employees, to the employer. Um, you don't lose people, you know, over time. Yeah, they'll, they'll, it doesn't matter, you know, if that employee has to, uh, move for you know a spouse's job or what have you they'll stay because their jobs can be done remotely so they're developing this whole mindset of a distributed workforce and a dis- a culture that is based on trust and that it doesn't matter where you work you're being managed more by the results than anything else so it's really putting them in a very good position for the future Right. I mean, it does seem like it is a roller coaster. Is there something, I mean, we just hold on tight. We just go with the ups and downs of what, what, what? <laughs> Yeah, the human spirit has been incredibly resilient through all of this. It has been interesting yeah. because some people can't work from home. If they've got uh, children or they're in a situation where they just mm-hmm. don't have a physical space, um, or if they psychologically feel like they get yeah, so much yeah, better done yeah. by going to, you know, a designated space, uh, that's important. And so for those people that, you know, have been returning to work, right, right. it's been interesting because um, I think there's this piece where people have kind of had this fear of missing out, like uh, those people that are at the office are really having a great time. And we're finding <laughs> that as people go in and they observe it, they're recognizing that you know, there's, it's, but most of those spaces have been cut in half in terms of the capacity that they can allow yeah. just to ensure that we've got the six foot distancing and, you know, all right, the right, good true, things that right. keep people safe. Right. And so there's fewer people. The minute you walk in, I'm sure there's lots of, you know, axes and, you know, kind of, <laughs> right. don't, don't do this, take your temperature you know, mascaron, you can't see the smiles. Um, many of the community areas and kitchen areas and, you know, even for coffee and water have been closed off to protect people and to, you know, right. to right. be right. sick. So, right. you know, even the meeting experience, you know, is almost, is much easier actually probably to do it virtually than it would be face-to-face when you have to be spread out and you've got fewer people in the room. So I think that uh, we are, to your point, um, we are on a roller coaster. Our resiliency is paying off. I think that uh, we all have to take good care of ourselves. We are all need to be very empowered about our own well-being. And I think that there's a lot of concern right now, as I mentioned earlier, kind of this whole um, mental health. You know, part of that comes from you know people are working from home and. You know, companies are under stress and there's fewer people if they've had some furloughs or layoffs that people are working longer hours. And it's, if you've got your, you know, everything that you need at home, it's tempting to sometimes continue to work all the time. And we're seeing definitely an increase of the number of hours people are actually 
working, uh, which is, you know, sometimes contradictory to what people think about work from home. Right. That's but, true. Um, yeah. So the key yeah. thing is that for all of us is that we've got to be uh, mindful about our own balance and our own health. And, you know, simple things like just taking breaks through the day, you know, eating, drinking water, all the things that we knew about at work, we should also be applying at home. So I think those are some, you know, emerging pieces that for me are really important, especially if we're going to be sustaining this for, you know, another six months to a year. Right. Make sure we're doing it well. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like it. So what's after that? I mean, in the long term, I mean, do you think more people now that we've proven we can do this well, that this will always be a component of people's work? I don't know. It will vary by company, organization and everything else, but is the hybrid model the future? Yeah. Great question. Yeah. And I believe that it will be a both end. Yes, we will continue to work from home for that, the, yeah. those that it works for. Yeah. Uh, we know, and we've known this way before COVID, that the number one non-cash benefit for any generation has been flexibility and choice. So right. organizations right. Yeah. that build that in. So if you get more work done at home because you've got more control of your space at home and you can focus and concentrate, if you have the choice to do that, that can be a really good thing for the employee because when you're feeling productive and good about your work and you feel more in control, you're typically more engaged and connected. But it's also one where we want to ensure that when people um, you know, to the earlier data, they want to be together. They want to come right. together to connect. Okay. So you know, creating this hybrid model that allows for um, teams you know and typically we're seeing this if this is a new model for organizations starting out with a more structured approach so uh, team a goes in on tuesday and okay. thursday yeah. yeah. mm -hmm. so that they can figure yeah. out and make sure that it's going to be spread um the the space will be utilized throughout the entire week rather than just in the traditional peaks which is tuesday right. wednesday thursday but we're also right. finding that um you know, when people do come in, that it's going to be very purposeful. So the space today, mm -hmm. you know, it's typically okay, yeah. around 60% workstations and offices. I think that's going to change significantly. There will still be places where you could go to do some focus work, but the purpose of the place will be more around the collaboration and the okay. connection yeah. of the community. So I think, think about, you know, uh, places where there'll be, you know, more, team halls or um, uh, all hands meetings and things like right. that. Um, think about, you know, um, places where people can really ideate and brainstorm where that is a, definitely a challenge when you're, you're working virtually. Um, there will be some teams that will have preferences for being co-located together. You know, I know a lot of uh, programmers that have done more of the pairing um, they've found ways to work around it working from home, but sometimes that is a, a work process that's done really well. Mm -hmm. So thinking through each company, um, you know, what should that experience be to really help capitalize on innovation and collaboration and give people that wonderful dose of culture and your values and your brand and that feeling of belonging so that when you do work from home, you're still feeling deeply connected to the right. organization. Yeah. So I think that's how it's going to probably change the most. And so it will be choice. You know, there will be probably a little bit more structure initially, you know, where you'd go in and you'd reserve a space, et cetera. 
But over time, you know, we've seen these models become a lot more fluid and, um, you know, the teams need to initially, um, you know, when you're preparing for something that, that, that it's, there's a lot of change management and helping to, you know, communicate in advance what people can expect, how it will work, how they'll find others. All of those kinds of things are going to be important to them uh, as they move in and move in and adopt. That's great. Well, Kate, you're certainly an expert on all these topics, and um, Collier's is really leading, you know, with your research is really helpful and informative, and I really value all the insights you've shared with us, and that is, is very exciting just to actually really think about where we might be a year from now. So hopefully we're touch, ba touch base again. And, and Oh, I love that. Is there anything else that I didn't ask you about that you wanted to, to share that you found that um, we hadn't covered? Yeah, you know, I think we've covered so much of it. I just think, you know, be very intentional. If you're a leader, um, think about all of those good things that you can do to think through where you are today and what might be possible. You know, I think that's a really important part. And as if you're an individual contributor or you're managing the team, uh, think about how you can continue to connect, how you can provide more stability and uh, compassion, you know, for those that are going through this. I think we're all, you know, moving in the right direction. And I just say, let's reimagine it. Awesome. I think we can do it together. Well, thank you so much again, Kate. We appreciate it. Have You're a good welcome. Thank you, Sandy. Thank bye -bye. you. Bye.